This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Tuesday, July 14th, 2020. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Top of the news today, a hearty congratulations to the Anne Arundel County Police Department and the Anne Arundel County Health Department for their crisis intervention team. Yesterday afternoon, Chief Timothy Altamar and County Executive Stuart Pittman surprised the crisis intervention team because they were named the International Crisis Intervention Team of the Year. In the presentation, Chief Altamari said this is the best crisis intervention mobile crisis team on the planet. And if you're not familiar with what the team does, it is actually implemented under former County Executive Steve Shue and former Police Chief Kevin Davis. And it is a team that is comprised of police and healthcare workers to help out in any type of a crisis. Safe Stations was born from this, but if there's a shooting, if there's suicides, if there's a big fire, mental health issues, overdoses, these are all the types of things that these guys respond to to help the people that are in crisis as well as their family and friends that may be impacted as well. And man, I'll tell you, we are lucky to have them. So congratulations to Lieutenant Steve Thomas and Jen Corbin. Those are the two that sort of headed for the police and the health department and to the entire team. Well done. Yesterday afternoon, things got a little bit more complicated for Navy sports this fall. Yesterday, the Patriot League, which does include all of Navy sports with the exception of football, pulled the plug on sports for the fall, except for Army and Navy. Army and Navy can compete against each other in all the different sports, but it is up to the leadership of both schools to make sure that it is safe to do so. Navy football is still up in the air. They're waiting to hear what the AAC is doing. But as different conferences drop and switch to conference-only play, a lot of schools and a lot of leagues and conferences are wondering if an asterisk season with a did-not-play maybe better than something that reflects a zero and question mark record. It will be interesting to see how this plays. I'm still of the opinion that we will not be playing fall sports out of Navy. And welcome back to the Annapolis Visitor Center. Yes, Visit Annapolis in Anne Arundel County is going to be reopening their visitor center today at 10 a.m., They did receive a $10,000 customer and employee protection grant from the Anne Arundel County Economic Development Corporation to help them get ready for this. They have one-way traffic through the building. You've got to enter through the side entrance. You'll get your temperature taken, and you'll be directed into the conference room where they will have two information specialist stations set up to answer all of your questions. They will allow a maximum of 11 visitors in the building at any one time, and they actually were professionally cleaned by a vapor technology that actually disinfects, sanitizes, and decontaminates and is designed to kill 99.9% of surface viruses and bacteria for up to 28 days. Sounds like I just read the back of a Lysol can. And another welcome back to Maryland Hall. Maryland Hall has begun a gradual reopening process, and last week they welcomed back students through their doors. Now, during the initial stage, it is only going to be to registered students and those with an appointment that will be admitted into Maryland Hall. Students and visitors are buzzed into the building, and there is no open access, so you can't just wander in there. The cafe at Maryland Hall is offering curbside service, so if you want to get a snack, that's available for you. Art Things is now open there in Maryland Hall. The galleries are closed, and masks must be worn when you're inside the building. 
There is facade work going on the front of the building. So the only entrance right now is at the rear of the building. It's the new one down there by the Bowen Theater. And you want to go to MarylandHall.org. You can see all of the different COVID-19 policies and find out how to get an appointment and everything else to get in there. But welcome back, Maryland Hall. You have been missed. And finally, who says there's no good festivals around? Well, this one's a virtual one, and we have Liquefied Creative to thank for this. These are our partners over there in Eastport, and this is really kind of cool. They've been involved with the National Capital Barbecue Battle for several years, and it's sponsored by Giant Food, and they realized they needed to transform it into a virtual experience. So the virtual format that they created included social engagements, interactive programming, cooking contests, cooking demonstrations, award-winning recipes, music stages, children's activities, prizes, giveaways. They even had the Kansas City Barbecue society there to judge a competition portion of that. How cool is that? The giant National Capital Barbecue Battle has raised millions of dollars over the years, including over a million dollars last year alone for the USO Metro. This year event does benefit both the USO Metro of Washington, Baltimore, and the Capital Area Food Bank. You want to check it out? It does run through July, so you've got a couple more weeks, and you want to go to bbqindc.com. That's bbqndc.com, and congratulations to Liquefied Creative. All right, that does wrap it up for us today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day for updates to these stories and more. If you are someplace you can leave a rating or a review, please do that as well. And let your friends, family, and colleagues know how to get a hold of a podcast, how to download it, and how to listen to this one. Yesterday, I promised you I would have some thoughts on COVID and restaurants and businesses, and I do have that. I am sticking true to my words, so you want to make sure you hang around for that. Of course, we do have George Young with your local DMB weather forecast. He's coming up in just one minute, but here's Rick Peters from Solar Energy Services. Hello, energy consumers. This is Rick Peters, president of Solar Energy Services. Have you been looking for ways to save money recently? Maybe you should consider solar energy for your home. Or are you waiting for the technology to get cheaper? If so, how long are you going to wait? Today's solar costs less than 20% of what it cost 10 years ago. But while solar prices have declined every year, so have the financial incentives. Bottom line, if you wait for cheaper solar, you're also waiting for lower incentives. Take my home, for example. My solar system was installed in 2010, and it's been paid off for almost five years, and I no longer have to buy any electricity for another 15 to 20 years. If I waited for cheaper solar, I'd still be paying an electric bill. At Solar Energy Services, we have thousands of satisfied customers who are sure glad they didn't wait. So what are you waiting for? Sunshine's a wasted. Call us today for a free solar design at 410-923-6090 or on the web at solarsaves.net. Sunshine, sunshine, nothing else can make me feel so fine. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Tuesday, July 14th. Yesterday brought plenty of sunshine to the Annapolis region with temps mainly in the 80s, but with a few scattered 90 plus degree readings around the region. And today we'll bring more of the same with slightly hotter temps and higher humidity. Look for highs today in the 87 to 94 degree range across all of Anne Arundel County with light winds less than 10 miles per hour. Same setup for Wednesday with highs again in the upper 80s to mid-90s before a chance of p.m. showers and storms returns Thursday with rain chances sticking ground each day through the weekend as temps remain in the upper 80s to mid-90s. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMD Weather. Make it a great day out there. Stay healthy and be safe. And be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Stores. 
And also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and use our website each day at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather-informed. It's the most important ring you'll ever have. It's the one that goes on the third finger, left hand. It's the engagement ring we design and create for a couple in love. It may not be the biggest diamond you'll ever own or the most expensive. It might actually be quite modest, but there will never be a more important one. Look at what it's saying, and we'll say, forever. This is one of the delights that comes with doing what we do, being part of all that here at Zachary's Jewelers. And with six designers on staff, there's nothing you can imagine that we cannot create. If you'd like to design your engagement ring with us, come to Zachary's. Zachary's, online at Zachary'sJewelers.com. More than a jewelry store, a jeweler. So many different stories in the news, and everyone has an opinion. Here's ours. Every time I turn around, there's an unintended consequence of this insidious COVID-19 pandemic. What started out as a little pebble at the top of the hill has gradually rolled down, and now it is a huge rock coming down at us at full speed. Today, I want to talk about restaurants and retail businesses. Over the past few weeks, we've seen restaurants that are currently operating at a 50% capacity, if they can even get it close to that, close because an employee tested positive for COVID-19. There doesn't seem to be any required guidance from the county health department on what they're supposed to do, but generally they close, resanitize from top to bottom, send all their employees to get tested, and when enough staff comes back with negative test results, they reopen. How the hell is this sustainable? Currently, businesses are operating at 25 to 40 percent of 2019 revenues, and I have yet to talk to a restaurateur that has said they are even close to breaking even. They are struggling and praying the coronavirus moves on. They are still standing at the end of it and at the end of it that customers will remember them. And it's a hell of a way to do business, but this is 2020. I can't imagine the cost to shut down a business struggling like these ones are for three days. Are they paying the employees? What is the cost to sanitize? What about the lost revenue? All in all, it sucks. And the servers at these restaurants truly are on the front lines and more susceptible to this virus. Yesterday, I was in K&B True Value, and the cashiers were behind plastic, they were wearing masks, and the customers were all required to wear masks per executive order right now, but not so much in the restaurant world. Yes, the staff does have masks, but customers, while dining, don't, and the servers don't have the luxury of a physical barrier between themselves and the customer. How many tables are they serving in a shift? What about the other servers who and how many they're exposed to and how they interact with the existing servers? This is all so crazy. Our businesses can't keep affording this, and it's not morally right to keep putting the servers in that position. The rules say you need a mask to enter and leave a restaurant or dining area, and you need to wear it when you're not seated at your table. Fair enough. But to help reduce this threat, I suggest keeping your mask close at hand, and anytime a server is at your table, put it on, or even just hold it up to cover your mouth and nose while you're talking to them. Let's keep them safe. We have all seen the breathing, sneezing, and coughing videos. Let's do what we can to protect the servers and the businesses we love to support. And we, as consumers, also need to be safe. There is a loophole in the county health department, and I'm going to be asking them about it. 
There needs to be a database of these businesses that do close. If an employee tests positive, there is no way contact tracing can find everyone that visited that business during the times the employee was there. They may be able to pull a name or two off of a credit card, or maybe they know the customer personally. But what if I was in there and had a guest or two? What if I paid by cash and not credit card? Certainly when the employee tests positive, the health department can ask about employment and dates and times and put that information up on a website. And to be honest, as I approach the age of being classified as, quote, vulnerable, I'd like to know if I should perhaps get a test because I was there during the time when that employee was. Public notification by the restaurants should be required. Some put it right up on their Facebook page and been upfront about it. Kudos to Red Hot and Blue and Stony River Steakhouse. Others have been coy saying, oh, we're just going to close to deep clean. Come on, I know you. You haven't been deep cleaned in 20 years. And another one I know simply didn't make any type of notification and they just didn't open their doors. It's not like COVID is an infestation of roaches or rat poop in the scrambled eggs. A COVID infection does not reflect on cleanliness at all. So lose the stigma and the vanity. We need to be better than this. Maryland is doing so well. I almost think too well that I'm half expecting some other hammer to drop. But let's get with it and all together. You and I need to be safe and healthy. Our businesses, restaurants, and the servers need to be safe and healthy. Let's do what we can by wearing those masks and maybe wearing them just a little bit more to keep everybody safe and healthy. And for the businesses out there, come on, let's be a little bit more transparent. And that's what I'm thinking today. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.